Mindset Podcast is brought to you by Sarah and Kaylee. Join us every Monday and Thursday as we bring the most impactful ideas to shift your mind and provide you with skills and ideas to succeed in any area of your life. Our expertise help individuals to make decisions and achieve personal and professional success by opening the mind to all that you are capable of and empowering you to do it through motivation and inspiration. Hey, we are live, Kaylee and Lauren. Oh my gosh, the life, the life that you are living, my friend. <laughs> so beautiful to see. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm so good. So, so good. Uh, it's a beautiful day today. And it, it feels like a magical day. Like I looked outside this morning and I had to do a double take because my cherry trees have blossomed like over literally overnight. I All seen of my that. trees have like blossoms on it. And it's just, it, the world is waking up and I love oh, it. Oh yeah. I love spring. Everything comes back to life and blooms and blossoms and smell of the rain. It's crazy, isn't yeah. it? Like the things that we, the things that we take for granted, like to actually stop and notice that stuff. It's like so magical. One so, day you're driving and the tree buds are this big. And then next week they're in full leaves. Like I have a full, I have full bloom trees. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> so those flowers you see behind me, as you know, you and the team um, gave them to me for my birthday. They smell incredible. And I stop to smell them every morning. Like they smell so good. And they're just starting to bloom. Look at that lily opening up. I see it. I feel like I can smell them. <laughs> they mm. look so nice. Good morning, everybody. As you guys are jumping on live, just click the uh, link above us. That way we can see the comments. Good morning, Rosemary. And uh, we can answer your questions along the way. You know, I'm really excited for what we're going to talk about today because it's something that I suffered through for many, many years. And uh, that's fear. Living in fear. So, Kayla, I don't know if I ever told you the story, but I was a worrier. Like, worried myself sick, gave myself panic attacks. It was so bad. And I didn't understand where I got it from until, you know, I hung around with my grandmother and my grandmother was a worrier. Like we're like, it was instilled in me. Like when my dad was driving across the country to come visit us, she would stay up. She would put candles in the window. She would light a candle, put it in the window. Then she wouldn't sleep because there's a candle in the window. So she was up all the time worrying that my dad would get there safe. And everything that came out of her mouth was a worry statement. And I didn't understand it until my, I dropped out of high school because my dad was very sick my entire life and he would have seizures in the middle of the night. And I have a little bit of trauma from the way that I would be waking up uh, in the middle of the night. You know, one time he, he had fallen out of bed and hit his head on the um, end table after the seizure and he was uh, disoriented and he came into my room and he, he woke me up. And when I opened my eyes, I just see this man with blood all over his face. Right. And he doesn't know who I am. He's calling me by his sister's name. And so it instilled fear into me of going to sleep. So I dropped out of high school so I could stay awake in order to make sure that he got up to go to work. Wow. Now there's different types of fear, right? Like that's an extreme fear that I had to work through, but there's different types of fear, like going after something that you want. Why is that such a big fear? Why is that such a big fear? I had more fear doing that, going after my future than the fear that like the dramatic fear of 
is my dad going to continue to wake me up with blood all over his face year after year? I think the fear um, that you're talking about, Sarah, like, is a fear of, well, all fear is fear of unknown, right? We fear it because we don't know what's on the other side of it. Um, and fear is so connected with a negative thought, mm -hmm. right? It's connected with the negative thought of the outcome that you're thinking about also being negative. So whenever you want to do something in life, you're, you're, you know, you're always having thoughts come into your mind of the, if you do it, what's going to happen? Yep. And I don't know why, but society and the, the majority of the population has the ifs come out to be a negative thing. And that's what makes everybody fearful of making a decision because they think the worst is going to happen. Yeah. So I lived in fear most of my life. So my dad started having seizures when I was 16. And the first, the first memory I have of it is of his girlfriend calling. I was a terrible teenager. Didn't listen, talked back, like pushed limits. You know, I was pretty nasty to my family and people around me. And I had a temper. And um, I remember one time I was 16. And um, yeah, I was 16. No, 17. I was just, it was my birthday. I was turning 17. It was my birthday. And I um, talked back to my dad and gave nasty attitude and um, got a call. He had slept over at his girlfriend's house at the time. And then I got a call of her screaming in my ear. What did you do? Your father's in the hospital. He had a seizure. And like, so it was blamed on me. And I, and I took that, I kept that ingrained for my whole life. And so like from 16 to 35, when I moved out, right. So that's a long time. I have this fear. If I leave and something happens to him, it's going to be my fault. So as I'm packing up to live my dream with my my new husband, move across the country, my dad had been in the hospital for two months. They told me he was going to die multiple times. I said my goodbyes multiple times. My husband and I talked over and over again if we should get married in the hospital, if we should postpone the wedding, if we should cancel the wedding. We have this conversation month after month for, for almost six months before our wedding. And then my dad, we were very blessed. He got out of the hospital. He wasn't 100% better. Got out of the hospital and was able to be a, a, attend our wedding. And when I moved... I got so much backlash from people saying, how could you leave your dad when he's so sick? What if something happens when you're no, when you're not there? And it put a huge toll on me. It put me into a depression when I got here. And I kept telling Donnie, I, I regret moving here. I regret moving here. And then I got into a deep depression and I started, I, that fear kicked in and I was like, what did we do? We made such a big mistake because I was allowing the previous thoughts of what everybody said to me absorb into my subconscious. But let me tell you, when I worked on my mindset and I worked on creating a positive lifestyle and I studied myself, my dad got better. 
and I'm not even near him. I'm three provinces away. His incisions that kept opening up and he had to have a colostomy bag on the outside healed up. Just because our conversations, when we had conversations, were no longer negative. It was no longer fear-driven. It was no longer scarcity and scared and fear and what if. It was positive all the time. Our relationship has grown. He just told me, this is the first time in my life, I'm 37 years old, that he's proud of me. He told me yesterday after I got off the phone with him that he loved me. These are not things that he says to me. So this is massive. Like that is a massive win. Mm -hmm. And you and know what, Sarah? Yeah. When somebody has fear majority like you just said the thoughts are negative you're always sharing back and forth the negativity and the more you're around that the more i mean you're around it all the time here as yep. you but the more you are thinking that way always that's how you're talking that's how people around you are thinking and like it's just a never-ending battle. It's like having a boat with a hole in it that you keep treading water out of, and but you keep and there's a boat right next to you that's perfectly fine, but you're just so stubborn in your way. No, this is my boat, and you keep trying to stay in the same boat, and you're not going to get anywhere. And you literally just feed off of each other, yep. and it goes the exact same way for being positive. Like yep. you said, you worked on yourself. You weren't allowing the negative thoughts to come in anymore. And it rubbed off on your dad. That's exactly how it works. And I spent my entire life trying to win my dad's approval. My entire life. Like, it's just me and him. I am complete opposite of him. Like, in my attitude, in my ways, in my goals, in, in my faith, in everything. Complete opposite. But I kept trying to win his approval. I kept working three jobs because he worked the same job for 38 years. He started on the docks and ended up in a, as a manager. But he worked 14-hour days. He got up at work for four, at 3.30 four, in the morning to start at 4, and he would come home at supper time. Then he would fall asleep on the couch, and that's what he did. And that was his whole life. And now he's on disability, and not one fucking person, sorry, has reached out to see how he's doing. He was literally a number, and he basically killed himself for that job. That's reality, though. Yep. I remember the first time that he had to go on short-term disability, you get paid barely nothing. We couldn't even afford the mortgage. And I called the VP and I said, are you kidding me? I said, he's been here for 30 years working his ass off for you. And he's in trouble right now. And you guys can't help him out. This is what, this is what it's like to how you value your employees. I ended up getting money for him, but I couldn't believe that I had to fight for that after. And then guess what? Got out of the hospital, right back to work. He would have a seizure and go to work after he got out of the hospital. Like he lived and breathed because he believed that that's how he was going to create freedom. He is more free now on disability than he's ever been in the entire life that I've known him. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's exactly what it is. People, I was talking with a group this morning and people are so attached to money being freedom right? People, I mean, you listening, you get up every single day 
go to the job that you do. Why? Maybe you love it. Some people love what they do, but majority of them do it for the money, right? Because the money in their mind is what gives them the things that they want in life, but it's not, right? You can get money any single way that you want, and it's not where you have to spend your whole life doing what you're doing right now to get there. So um, this morning we were talking about this on a mastermind that we do. Um, and Alicia, was it Alicia? Yeah. yeah. Alicia, she says, um, you know, she used to work with for a guy and he he told her, you know, I worked my whole life and I always said, I'm going to work really, really hard so I can make money so then I can afford to travel. I really want to travel. And he said, and now you're here taking care of me. And I couldn't do that. That's like how sad. And, and, you know, now she's, he's saying, do it now. But yeah. it takes your whole freaking life to realize I'm now where I can't do it. And I wish I could. Do you know where social security came from? No. So during the economic crash of the Great Depression, a lot of people lost homes. A lot of people couldn't afford to eat. A lot of people got sick. They couldn't afford to live. So the government came up with this brilliant idea of Social Security. And they stated, if you work until this age, we will pay you this amount of money until you die. That was back in like 1929, okay? They had set it to 65 because the common lifespan back then was to 70. Five years. The lifespan has expanded. People are living to 90, 100. Somebody just died at 120 years old. They are, it is expanding, but they have not adjusted the cost of your social security. Let me, let me show you something right now. When I worked back in advertising, I made, oh my God, this was, we're going back almost 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago, somewhere around there. I was making $45,000 a year. And I thought that that was amazing salary. I owed $30,000 in student debt. I was a grown ass adult, 28 years old, grown adult. So yeah, 10 years ago. Um, and I had bills to pay and car payments and, and credit cards and stuff. Right. So 45 K a year is $123 a day. It is $13 and 66 cents an hour. If you can't find a way to make $123 a day and you feel you have to trade nine, 10 hours a day just to make that. Do you not believe that you're worth $123 an hour? That's so powerful. But that's the thing. People are so instilled with fear that they can't leave what it is they're doing because they're so attached to the outcome, which is money. But yeah. people don't realize that you can make money in any way. Any way. There's seven year olds, seven year olds out there right right now making millions of dollars on YouTube. There are people playing with toys on YouTube making millions of dollars to keep your children entertained. 
There are people who go to Walmart and purchase all the toys that are on sale and resell them on Amazon and make six, seven dollars commission on it. Mm hmm. Right. It's crazy. So the one thing that hit me from Bob Proctor is we are created in God's image and God is the highest creator. Therefore, we are the highest creator and we are here to create. Nowhere in any scripture said you are here to suffer. You are here to slave away your time in order to make a living. There's no place where that says it until the government came in and said, you have to work these hours and trade your time for this money. And then you can maybe live a little when you hit, free, what is it, Freedom 55 or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, right? But that's, that's what we're here to talk about today is, you know, fear. Why, what makes you fear things? What is fear to you? And Rosemary commented in the comments is fear is false evidence for appear appearing real, right? So fear to you, or I shouldn't say fear to you, but fear to me used to be you have an image in your mind of something you want to do. And before you even try it, the thought that comes to mind is, it's not going to work. So you don't even try it because it scares the shit out of you. But how do you know it's not going to work? Right? Like, do you, did you not train Noah for the potty? Because you're like, this isn't going to work. He's just going to shit his pants for the rest of his life. Yeah. Right. Are you going to teach him how to ride a bike? Or are you going to say, oh no, he might fall off and, and break a leg. So I'm not going to teach him how to ride a bike. Are you going to teach him not to date because heartbreak hurts because you were you were hurt so many times so you don't want him to feel that are you gonna tell him not to buy a house because he's gonna be in debt are you gonna tell him not to go to college or university because he's gonna be in debt like are you just gonna like honestly are we keeping them in a bubble because we're afraid and we don't know I know and happen. I always I always say this um you go out your door every single morning Knowing that when you open it, on the other side, nothing's going to happen. You're just going to go about your day. You don't wake up in fear that when you open your door, shit's going to go down. Right? And so it could. You, you could end up in a sinkhole. But you don't know that. <laughs> yeah. Right? right? And what you say all the time, Sarah, like, you don't go to bed fearing that you're not going to wake up. You just have the belief and the faith that tomorrow morning I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have another day. You don't know yes. that, but you, you don't, don't sit know. there at night and not go to bed scared to shit because, oh my God, I better not go to sleep because I might not wake up in the morning. You yeah. don't think about that. You know, I never thought about that until I actually started getting into this material. Mm -hmm. Until I started to realize that we are not guaranteed tomorrow, but we live every single day as if we are guaranteed tomorrow. An aneurysm could take me out today. It won't because I'm working on myself, but I don't know that. I, the one thing my husband and I do every night is we kiss each other goodnight, even if we maybe don't see eye to eye. 
we make sure that the last conversation we have is of love because we don't know. And the first thing I do in the morning is I thank source for giving me another day with my husband. The number one thing in my gratitude journal every single day is I am so happy and grateful for another day with Donnie on every single page. That is the first thing I write at the top of my page is I get the privilege to be here experiencing this life with him for another day because I don't know mm -hmm. if it's going to happen. No, it's not just for women. I'm not sure who Facebook user is. If you guys just click the link above us here, it'll allow us to see who's commenting. So somebody just said, is this group for, um, uh, for just women? Cause my son can really use it. No, absolutely not. It's for everybody. We are here to change everybody's life. Yeah. So, I mean, Sarah, when I, I mean, those of you who know me or don't, the person I am right now is completely different than the person that I was a year ago. So last, if you don't know my story, I'll just give it to you really quick. So I became a first time mom. I had a son. Um, life hit me. I'm like, holy shit, I have a little person now looking at me. Um, you know, I was working a full time job, 12 hour midnights. And I thought, is this the life I really want to live? And that to me scared the shit out of me. Because yeah. I was honestly like, is this what life is supposed to be? Am I supposed to do this until, you know, I'm 65, age of retirement? And I thought, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And it's funny because when I was pregnant, I thought about my shift would be awesome because, you know, when the kids are in school, I could sleep in the day. Um, and then I could go on field trips if they had field trips. But I was thinking, why do I have to do that? I don't. And anyways, um, I came across the Thinking Into Results program. And it, I made the decision to change my life. Not that my life was horrible by no means. I had a great life. But I didn't realize I could have more and it could be way different. Right? I didn't have the awareness to know that the life I was living could be so much better. Like I said, not that it was a shitty life. I had a great life last year. But I didn't realize what I was capable of. Like you listening right now are powerful. You are so powerful. You can change the world on so many levels. You, let alone change the world, can change your family and yourself on so many levels. But for some weird reason, we have this little image that pops up in our mind. When you think of doing something different than you're currently doing, it's like, warning, 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 don't do that. Holy shit, don't do that. What are you thinking? Right? right. It's fear. It's popping up in your mind and it's like, trying to change your mind before you even make a decision. And you know, now I, I have this ingrained in my head now. And even though I don't have kids, but like, I even have to say this to my husband, cause he would do this when the flight attendant says, make sure you put your oxygen mask on first. So you can then in turn save and help others. That is ingrained in my head. And I had to tell Donnie because Donnie would try to put it on me first. And I'm like, put it on you first. We can save other people. Right. But for some, and I'm not a parent and I don't understand, but I am a wife 
and I have dogs and I always think of my dogs, but for some reason, you're always trying to save your children by doing things for them, which is actually in turn hurting them because they will never learn how to stand on their own two feet. They will never learn how to make a decision. The best thing that ever happened to me was being locked out of my house when I was in curfew. I lived in a hotel. I had to figure shit out on my own. And, you know, I had to learn. I had to, they had to, I had to be cut off from everything so I could just learn. Mm -hmm. So Kaylee, when you were working 12 hour shifts, nights, you were making, you told me $1,100 a week, oh, every two Five weeks. Week. Yeah. $2,200 a month. Um, divided by 30 days, let's say, is $73 a day. 73 divided by 12 hours is $6. You were making $6.08 an hour. And how much was it costing you for daycare? Um, well, I didn't have Noah at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but if I would have went back and put him in daycare, um, it's like 30 bucks a day. 30 bucks a day and you're making $73 a day. So you're basically bringing home $43 a day. Mm -hmm. Has anybody ever done the math? Like this is how, this is how I had to force my husband to quit working. Like I had to force him to quit. He was miserable and unhappy and trading his time, had no vision, had no goals, had no desires. Like it was, it was, he was, he was faking it until he made it. So if you guys have not read this book, Think, in, think like a monk. I'm on the ego part. As you see, it's, there's a huge section here, but I want to read this section here. And it says, to contemplate the difference between yourself and your persona, think about the choices you make when you're alone. So Donnie in public was very happy, shirt off his back guy, did everything and anything, went above and beyond. But when he was alone, when there's nobody to judge you and nobody trying to impress, only you know whether you choose to meditate or watch Netflix, to take a nap or go and eat or go for a run, to wear sweatpants or designer threads. Only you know whether you eat a salad or a column of Girl Scout cookies. Reflect on on the you who emerges when nobody else is around. That is a glimpse of who you truly are. You are who you are when no one is watching. And that was my husband. But not only that, that was me. I have been on social media since 2009. People saw this positive, outgoing, successful person. But on the inside at home, I was looking in the mirror, bringing myself down, telling me how worthless I was, that I'll never make it, that I'll never be successful, that this was life. I was meant to be the victim. I was meant to just go to work, come home, clean, do another eight hours at home. And I fell into a trap. I fell into a trap of showing this fake person online. And the thing is, is once you start to realize this and understand this, you can see the fake people online. You can see who's just a different persona when they show up online. That's why I never, I will never tell you any bullshit. Everything you hear that comes out of my mouth is the real deal. You cannot tell me excuses because I told all the excuses, everything. All of it until I made the decision that I no longer want to live this persona that I want to be truly blissfully happy and I want to live and experience life. That is when everything changed. And then I had to convince my husband 
it wasn't until I did this exact same math that I did with Kaylee that at the end of it, he was making $7 an hour. I said, you are not even making minimum wage and you get zero benefits. What's the point? You want to make $7 an hour? Come home. You do the dishes and you clean and you do all of that. Why are we paying somebody to do that when it doesn't make sense? We're paying her more than you're making. And I'm finding that with a lot of moms who are paying more in daycare than they are actually bringing home. And going to a job that they don't like just so they can. It's crazy, right? So like Sarah said, I'm the exact same. I'm the real deal. I had the excuses. Um, didn't have them for long though, because for me, like honestly having my, my son, it just kicked everything into gear for me where I had to think on a different level of not just about what I was doing in the day. And like, it's, it's honestly crazy that for year after year after year, we can sit there, not love what we do, but still choose to do it every single day. Like, why do we do that? Why do you allow yourself to do that every single day? And when you realize that you control your life and you can do anything that you want, you will. So that's exactly what happened with me. I realized like, holy shit, I'm, I'm choosing every single morning to get up and do this. I'm, I know that I don't like this. I know that I don't love what I do, but I'm still choosing to do it. Well, why? Because I didn't know anything else. I didn't know what else I could do because we live in an instant society. We want the answer before we even ask the question. We have Amazon prime, instant rice, email, like you can make a meal in 30 seconds in the microwave. We live in an instant society. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that your thoughts control every aspect of your life? I'm asking you, Kaylee. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Talking here. Do you believe that you are in control of your life? Absolutely. I am. So let's look Alicia here. I've known Alicia now almost 10 years. Um, we met online. She was in network marketing. She changed my life. She changed the course of my life. And when I met her, she was a very healthy woman. I watched her get sick and go through medical issues because of her work, because her thoughts were making her sick. She says, holy fuck, I didn't realize until now that my illness was created by my thinking. That's the same thing with my dad. He kept creating this illness in his mind. They say that, you know, cancer is the biggest killer. It's stress. Your body knows stress. Mm -hmm. It really is. And when I remember Alicia chatting with me saying, I want to quit my job. And I want to start my own business. And she was back and forth a little bit here and there. And I said, go for it. Like, I remember having this conversation and she said she had to leave her career in healthcare. She was a PSW helping other people who were sick because she was too sick to help others. That's an aha. Yep. She said the best thing to happen to me was when I ended up homeless. Crisis created my breakthrough. And now here she is changing so many lives. And I remember having this conversation with her because I had joined Thinking to Results before she did. Mm 
And I remember being on a call with her and I'm not going to lie. I honestly didn't believe that she would join this, right? Because usually friends, they're just like, oh, Sarah, we watched you do all of these things. What are you up to now? I really didn't think that she was going to join until we had that conversation until we got down to, are you in control of your thoughts? Are you in control of your life? What do you want out of life? Are you happy where you are on a scale of one to 10 and do this right now, get out a piece of paper and a pen right now on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest. Are you happy with your life? If you are any less than a 10, you need to get on this mm -hmm. because you deserve to be a 15, a 20. We don't even live at 10 anymore. No, that's the truth, right? When you completely come from a place of true happiness, you don't have doubts and worries. You don't have fear. What you want, you get because you know that you can have it and it's not selfish to do all the things you want. Like I used to think, I don't want to do that because it's selfish of me to want that. You know, how is that selfish? It's selfish for you not to do it. Exactly. Like this is, and it sound, I always say this, it sounds so silly, but this is your one life. Why do you let other people dictate how you're going to live? Why do you put up a post on your Facebook, your Instagram, and then before you post it, you have the thought of, should I post it? Somebody might say something or, you know, Mary down the street might not like this or all these Dad. fear thoughts come into your mind. And it's yeah. like, why the, why do you care? Post yeah. it. So I put off writing my book for years because I was afraid I was going to hurt my dad's feelings, but it's my story. It's my story. My perspective. When you read it, Kaylee, you're going to see your perspective of it. Mm -hmm. Right. But it is your responsibility to share with the world what it is and who you actually are. That's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to show your children and your spouse what it's like to live life. Because the most unfulfilling game in the world is follow the follower. It is boring, it is dull, and it gets you to the exact same position that everybody's getting in. Have you ever gone into the new suburbs now and every house looks the same? Like, it's like, it's ridiculous. So when people come here and they're like, oh, your houses are purple? Your houses are blue? Oh my gosh, look at that pink house. Yes, come and see our pink houses. That's so true. I just said that to Will the other day. I'm like... How boring is this? These brand new subdivisions going up. Every single house is the exact same, exact same brick. The only difference is the all every blade of grass in the yard's different and the number on the house. That's it. Yeah. I'm like look at your house. Boring. Yeah. What's that? Look at your house. Yeah. Designed to the way that I love. Yeah, completely different. So, so here's uh, the thing. I know. We're like both on a roll. Have you ever seen them make a statue of somebody who just follows the follower? Have no. you? No, because they make they make statues of the crazy people. They make biographies and movies of people in history who left a legacy. They didn't make, you know, 
movies on the average worker, right? Like they didn't make the movie The Pursuit of Happiness because he went to a job every single day, nine to five, retired and 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 died. They made that movie because he had to suffer to get to where he was, that he gave everything he had. He tried everything. He ran. He, I just finished watching this movie with Donnie this weekend. He hustled and he made sure that he was going to leave a legacy for his son because he did not want his son to end up on the street sleeping in the bathroom that they were sleeping in, in the homeless shelter. Stop living a mundane, boring life. Stop teaching your kid that all they have to do is go to work nine to five, come home, work another eight hours, make dinner, maybe have sex on Fridays with their spouse, and then go to work the next day and jam two, two days of life into a weekend, which you don't really jam in. It's one day because on Sunday you're so miserable to go back to work. And if I'm talking to you and you're feeling this, we have the we have the path, we have the roadmap, we have the blueprint, we have everything that you need. Talk to Alicia, who was homeless, now is thriving, living in a beautiful house with a gorgeous family, changing lives. Go check her out on Instagram. She will fucking inspire the shit out of you every single day. Talk to April, who was broken and is now changing the course of her life and her spouse's life and her kid's life and is manifesting like crazy. Talk to Kaylee, who's 27 years old, who has two kids under two. You can hear Lauren having the time of her life right now because she doesn't have to be at a daycare with somebody she doesn't know. She may be retired from corporate life, but she's not retired. She's doing what she loves. Come talk to my husband. You want to talk to my husband? My husband will tell you how he said, no, there's no fucking way you are paying for a personal development course because he was small minded and didn't understand. But now he is sharing this with our neighbors and with people because he knows how much it's changed our lives. Come talk to us. I'll tell you how last year I can show you my paycheck of $285 and how I made $30,000 in a month in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> my name is Sarah and I'm done talking. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so true. And I have conversations with people every single day and, I want to share this one because it just popped up in my mind. But I had a conversation with an, um, a lady who worked at a airport. And she said, I have five years till I retire. And I can retire sooner. But if I stay the five years, I'll get free flights for the rest of my life. And I said to her, oh, that's cool. Do you, lo do you love what you do? She said, no, I hate going. I said, oh, so that's worth it then. You might as well keep going for five years. Hate what you do. Maybe die in the meantime. I don't want to say you're going to, but I'll throw it out there because it happens every day. I said, just so you can have free flights for the rest of your life. I said, what if you started doing something you love, made money doing that even more, and you didn't have to go on a free flight because you were making 10, 20, 30, $60,000 a month, and you don't have to worry about a free flight. What does a flight cost? $150? And you're going to spend five years of your life doing that because you want a $150 flight that you might go on once a year because you still have to get time off work to do it. 
Does that make sense? Like, look at your life right now, please, and analyze it. Is what you're doing making sense? Yeah. If you're not a 10 and loving your life, like Sarah just said, you need to change it. You need to do something different. You need to talk to one of us. And the best part is we were all where you are. We all had the life that wasn't this. We all had the life where we went to a job that we fucking hated. That we were miserable going to bed because we didn't want to wake up in the morning to do it. You know, we all had the the debt. That's the biggest thing people go to work for is because they have debt they have to pay. But let me tell you, it's never going to be paid. So can I just interject here for one second? I was listening to a YouTube channel yesterday and you're absolutely right. You're hitting the nail on the head, but we, we don't see this. But when we spend money, we're actually not even spending money because money doesn't exist. We're actually spending debt. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. We will never be out of debt. Our countries are in debt. And every time you pay, it's debt. It's not even money coming in. It'll never be money coming in. So if you switch that mindset. So Kaylee, you and I paid about like $8,000, right? Yeah. Around there. It was like 8,000 US that we paid. Yeah. So for a year, it's $20 a day, right? For 10 years, it's $2 a day. How much money did you make last year? Oh my God. I, I didn't even work the whole year. Um, I started working around the end of May. Um, so I had like, well, four months at the beginning of the year where I just lived my life. I didn't work. And then in May I started working. I literally spent maybe, I don't know, three, four, maybe five hours a day working Monday to Friday. I never worked a weekend because I was choosing the life I wanted to live. Um, and I made, so <laughs> I probably almost tripled my income that I was making full time. So I was making, you know, um, around, I think $20,000 a year. So I tripled it and I, I didn't even work a full year. I worked like six months, never a weekend. I, I was making with my family every single day. I went on day trips almost every single day with my kids. Well, my kid, because Lauren wasn't here yet. So you paid $8,000 and you tripled your income. Yeah. So $20 a day got you the triple your income. Yeah. I paid roughly around the same, about $8,000. I 50 times my income. I made $130,000 last year during the pandemic working from home crazy right but people think spending money on a personal development program is fucking crazy and i would never spend that much money on it because you know i it, i don't know if it'll work or not let me tell you it's not gonna work if you don't do it yeah so what this is it's a blueprint to set you up for success we give you everything that you need i made when i worked for the ontario government i made forty five thousand dollars a year I made that in the first two months of 2021. I made over $40,000 in two months. I didn't have experience. I didn't know what I was doing. But when you have a step-by-step -step 
plan and a roadmap and the strategy and the accountability and people who speak the same language as you and people are who have are, are having that success this is why people pay millions of dollars for coaches and business mentors they and high performance mentor and that's what we are we are high performance mentors we are going to give you the exact blueprint so are you willing to pay 44 dollars a day to create a lifetime of time and financial freedom. Honestly, are you willing to sacrifice dropping your, you know, maybe getting rid of Disney Plus or Netflix, just keeping one? Are you willing to downgrade your telephone package by $20? Because you can find $44 a month. Are you willing to put yourself on uh, an actual grocery budget and stick to it instead of throwing out all the extra food that you're throwing out at the end of the week, which is probably around $44? Are you willing to take that to earn $30,000 a month? Because we will give you our exact secrets and our exact steps. Now, it's six months of intensive learning. You're going to surround yourself with people like Kaylee and I and Rosemary and April and Brenda and Lorraine and everybody else who is in and Alicia who are doing this right now. Alicia just said, I spend a minimum $200 a week on coffee and drive throughs She found the $44 a month and has now created a life of, of freedom. I was just gonna say to put her kids in daycare so she can have a little bit more freedom. Not because she has to, because she wants to. Mm -hmm. uh, my husband works from home. He doesn't even work. He volunteers. Right? I get to see my husband every single day for forty-four dollars a day for a multi-million-dollar lifestyle. Because that's where we're going. You want to surround yourself with people. You become the average of the five people you surround yourself with. So yes, stop shopping on Amazon. Cut daycare costs. You know, just honestly, you would find it just in your grocery budget. If you just meal prepped and purchased what you needed for that, you would find your $44. So for $44 a day, 8,000 US for six months, you are going to get a group of women who and men who are on the same page as you. They're going to hold you accountable. They're going to speak the same language as you. We are going to show up. We are going to inspire you and motivate you. We are going to give you the roadmap. This is the roadmap. You are going to get your own copy of this. Thinking into results. You get to keep this for the rest of your life. So if you only live for another 10 years, which we know you won't, but if you did, it would only cost you $2 a day. It is less than a cup of coffee. You are going to get the physical workbook. You are going to get the digital videos, which we are going to walk you through. We are going to give you onboarding. You're going to get a full year into our reading club, our reading mastermind. Right now at 6 a.m., we are going to be working on an evening one. And hell, maybe you come in and you love this so much that you want to run the evening reading, uh, reading club. You are going to get your own personal goal card. You are going to get a copy of You Were Born Rich by Bob Proctor. And for the first five right now who joined today, you are going to get two Yeti cups. We are going to extend that offer for you. Two Yeti cups. Brenda, Brenda, one day I cannot wait for you to share your story and so people can see where you were and where you are now. She just commented, I highly recommend this. Love it. Has helped me out so much. You girls are the best. Yes, say yes. 
Say yes to your future. Say yes to leaving a legacy for your children, showing your children what it's like to actually live life and break the generational curse where you believe that you are only worth $13 a day, not even minimum wage in most countries and provinces. Break that generational curse. Say yes to yourself. You are worth it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I can't, I can't stress that enough, right? If you're, you might be loving your life right now, but if you're not, we can help you. We went through it. We did this. We're doing it every single day. We're helping people around the world. And the thing is, you don't have to go at it alone. We are here with you every single step of the way. <laughs> Lauren's loving life over here. <laughs> so lessons, um, lesson seven in thinking to results is the terror barrier. And it says a paradigm is a multitude to have its most that are inherited. So as a rule, the results mentioned above are not too far removed from the results of the parent or the guardian that raised the individual. Almost, and this is true because I know people in this exact situation and I ask them because I am bold and I ask them about their history, almost all welfare recipients are third and fourth generational welfare recipients. People are actually conditioned to be dependent. Stop conditioning your children to be dependent. You see their conditioning is both genetic and environmental. In other words, as infants, they were programmed by the people they were surrounded by and the conditioning of the parent or guardian was merely transferred to the individual. You are conditioning your parent, your children. If you want more from your children, you have to break the generational curse of the thinking that you have going on in your subconscious mind. Any big cha changes causes our entire electrical central nervous system to go awire. You justify this behavior by convincing yourself that it is safe and it's better to be safe than sorry. How many times did you hear that? How many times did you hear that it's better to be safe than sorry? That was ingrained in me. Ingrained in me. Better be safe than sorry. Don't do this. You might get hurt. Don't do that. You might get fired. Being fired was the best thing that ever happened to me. That's so wow, true. Wow, Brenda. Did you see her comment? My girls have been changing as well. They are 10, 11. And this helps them as well. Wow. Yep. You know, I, we do talk to a lot of moms. We have a lot of parents. Well, most people are parents. I'm just not a parent uh, by choice. Um, and a lot of moms are instilling this into their children and they're seeing massive, massive shifts, massive shifts. And you know what? Growing up today is not growing up the way we grew up, Kaylee. No. Even you, you I still have 10 years on you. Me growing up was different from you, right? But it's getting worse out there. Now you have like social media peer pressure. You have more advertising online. Like it's tough. It's tough. And you know what? Since being in this material myself, I started when Noah was about six months old. And it's it's honestly amazing when he goes to <laughs> he goes to daycare um, by my choice um, because I wanted him to interact with other kids, especially right now with everything in the world. Um, but when you get a message from your, <laughs> when you get a message from his daycare teacher saying, 
he is the softest soul. Um, you know, he's loving, he's caring. You're being, you're, you're a really good parent. Like you're raising him right. That just speaks volumes. And it's honestly because of this material. I have to say that he's the way he is because I've changed completely as a person since being in this material. Tell your story about your uncle. My husband's uncle? Yeah. Just a second. Pick up this little munchkin. <laughs> so, yeah. So, my husband's uncle messaged me two nights ago. And he said, um, I'm, he said, you're always positive, And I need some of that. And he's going through a very rough time right now. Um, he's going through. Oh, there's that burp we were waiting for. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, he's going through a very tough time, and I said, "I'm here for you." And I chatted with him for about an hour, and I told him, "I said, there's always every situation in our life has a negative and a positive. It's the the law of polarity, right? There's no inside of a room without an outside, up or down, hot, cold." sad, happy. I said, so every single thing that you face in life is going to have a good and a bad. I said, right now, because the situation that you're facing isn't what you truly want. I said, you're looking at the negatives to it. But I said, change that. Look at the positives. What is making this happen to change the course of your life? You know, it's hard when you're going through a tough time to think of the positives, especially in a situation that you're not really in favor of. Um, so he's getting a separation. It's not his wish, but he's tried so hard to, to help his wife and he just can't. And I said, that's okay. I said, happiness is from within. And he said, he's, he hasn't been happy in a long time and he's tried everything and he just can't. And I said, you haven't tried everything, though, because you look outside of you for happiness. You look to your wife, to your wife's son. Like, you have to start with you. And he said, that helped me so much. And he said, I was sending him voice clips. And I said, you know, this was me, too. Not that I was getting a divorce, but the happiness part. Like, everybody looks outside of them for happiness. You know, when you're not feeling good. What do you do? A lot of people go to a comfort food because it makes them feel good. It's not doing anything for you. You're still sitting with being unhappy inside of you at the end of the day. Yep. But that's what the, the masses do, right? You look outside of you for things that make you happy. Just like going on vacation. You go on vacation to get the thrill and the happiness out of it. But the last day of vacation, you hate it because you're dreading going back to your real life. How shitty is that? And he just said, like, he noticed the change in me. Um, I've known him for about nine years. I've been with my husband. And he's, he's like, I need some of that in my life. And when you realize that, and you sur he surrounded himself with me for one hour, two nights ago, one hour, and his outlook on the whole situation changed. And by the end of our um, conversation, he was like, thank you so much and sending me heart after heart after heart. And then my husband's mom, which is his sister, sent me a text 
He must have told her we talked, and all she wrote to me was thank you with a heart. How touching is that? When you start working on yourself and you're completely happy and you have the literally an aura of a beam around you of happiness and positivity, people connect to that. People come to you for help and for the answers because people don't like to go at it alone. Yeah. And that's the biggest part of what we offer here is, yes, the program, but the community, the people around you, you will never have a day here in this community where you're not feeling happy, where you're not feeling 100. And I'm going to tell you, if you do have those feelings come over you, you have us to reach out to. You have an accountability buddy keeping you on top. Yep. You and have you that person. Yes, we know because we know who's in the material and who's not in it because you can tell. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So first five are going to get a Yeti, two Yetis. You're going to get the full program participant guide. It'll be mailed to your house with your goal card as well that we teach you uh, all about your goals. You're going to get the You Were Born Rich book by Bob Proctor. You're going to get a community for six months with um, everybody who's in this program, it's a private community. There's coaching every Wednesday and every Thursday. They are recorded. So if you uh, can't make that day, that's fine. You'll get an accountability partner like Ka uh, Kaylee just said. And you're also going to get one full year in our um, mastermind, our reading. We call it our 6 a.m. reading club, where we um, read an article together every month over and over and we mastermind about it and we share our wins and we do gratitude together and it's completely life-changing all for 44 bucks a day guys honestly complete life-changing to create a multi-million dollar lifestyle if that's what you want or just a lifestyle of freedom or just of health whatever you desire whether you have you know you want a job promotion or you want an income increase or you want better health or you want better relationship or you want to have more sex like it helps with every aspect of your life because it all starts with you and inside so it is not selfish for you to think of yourself so this does expire tomorrow at midnight please reach out to you know Kaylee myself Rosemary April um, or Alicia in the community, they tagged you in this, this video, have a watch and um, let's just have a chat. The chat's free. It's complimentary. Uh, we would love to chat with you and go over your goals and your vision and, and see if this is a good fit for you because it might not be a good fit for you. And to be honest, we don't want to work with everybody. We want to work with people who are motivated and you have to bring your own motivation. We can inspire you, encourage you and motivate you, but you still have to show up for yourself. We're not going to chase you. We're not going to beg you. We truly want to change your life. And if this is a good fit for the for all of us, we would love to invite you into our community. All right, awesome. Kaylee. See you on the inside. Yes. We'll see you guys later. Love you. Love y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. Join us for our next episode with more exciting and mind-blowing information you won't want to miss. You can also visit our Facebook group, Mindset Theory, for more valuable information in mindset and strategy.